Thanks for joining us for the special Mid-East Prophecy Edition of In Spirit and Truth with Pastor J.D. Farag of Calvary Chapel, Kaneohe. Pastor J.D. shares the Mideast Prophecy Update from an Arab perspective as he connects the dots of current events geopolitically with last day's prophecies biblically. It is our belief that the next event on God's prophetic clock is the rapture of the Church of Jesus Christ. It is our hope that these Bible prophecy updates will not only ready you and steady you for His return, but that they will also encourage you to share the gospel with others in order that the rapture will not be as a thief in the night. Pastor Jiddy concludes today's update with the gospel message. He reminds us that Jesus Christ came from heaven to earth, lived a sinless life, died on the cross for our sins, was buried and resurrected on the third day. But it doesn't stop there. He also promised to return to rapture his church. So look up and stand firm. Now, don't forget to stay with us after today's Prophecy Update to learn how you can become a Facebook friend or watch the weekly Prophecy Update on YouTube. Now, here's Pastor J.D. with today's Prophecy Update as shared on May 9th, 2021. Be faithful, even to the point of death, and I will give you life as your victor's crown. I was unable to identify the author. I did spend some time searching, and but I did happen upon an account of a pastor by the name of Polycarp. He was one of the pastors of the church in Smyrna. He was one of the Apostle John's disciples and served at Smyrna until the year 155 A.D. He died heroically as a martyr, exactly as Jesus said it would happen. The year after Polycarp returned from Rome, a great persecution came upon the Christians of Smyrna. His congregation urged him to leave the city until the threat blew over. So, believing that God wanted him to be around a few more years, Polycarp left the city of Smyrna and hid out on a farm belonging to some Christian friends. One day on the farm, as he prayed in his room, Polycarp had a vision of his pillow engulfed in flames. He knew what God said to him and calmly told his companions, I see that I must be burnt at the stake. Meanwhile, the chief of police issued a warrant for his arrest. They seized one of Polycarp's servants and tortured him until he told them where his master was. Towards evening, the police chief and a band of soldiers came to the old farmhouse. When the soldiers found him, they were embarrassed to see that they had to come and arrest such an old, frail man. They reluctantly 
put him on a donkey and walked him back to the city of Smyrna. On the way to the city, the police chief and other government officials tried to persuade Polycarp to just offer a pinch of incense before a statue of Caesar and just simply say, Caesar is Lord. That's all he had to do. And he would be off the hook. They pleaded with him to do it and escape the dreadful penalties. At first, Polycarp was silent, but then he calmly gave them his firm answer. No. The police chief was now angry. Annoyed with the old man, he pushed him out of his carriage and onto the hard ground. Polycarp, bruised but resolute, got up and walked the rest of the way to the arena. The horrid games at the arena had already begun in earnest, and a large bloodthirsty mob gathered to see Christians tortured and killed. One Christian named Quintus boldly proclaimed himself a follower of Jesus and said he was willing to be martyred. But when he saw the vicious animals in the arena, he lost courage and agreed to burn the pinch of incense to Caesar as Lord. Another young man named Germanicus didn't back down. He marched out and faced the lions and died an agonizing death for his Lord Jesus. Ten other Christians gave their lives that day, but the mob was unsatisfied. They cried out, away with the atheists who do not worship our gods. To them, Christians were atheists because they did not recognize the traditional gods of Rome and Greece. Finally, the crowd started chanting, Bring out Polycarp! Bring out Polycarp! When Polycarp brought his tired body into the arena, he and the other Christians heard a voice from heaven. It said, Be strong, Polycarp. Play the man. As he stood before the proconsul, they tried one more time to get him to renounce Jesus. The proconsul told Polycarp to agree with the crowd and shout out, away with the atheists. Polycarp looked sternly at the bloodthirsty mob, waved his hand towards them and said, away with those atheists. The proconsul persisted. Take the oath and revile Christ and I'll set you free. Polycarp answered, For 86 years I've served Jesus. How dare I now revile my king? The proconsul finally gave up and announced to the crowd the crime of the accused 
Polycarp has confessed that he is a Christian. The crowd shouted, let the lions loose! But the animals had already been put away. The crowd then demanded that Polycarp be burnt. The old man remembered the dream about the burning pillow and took courage in God. He said to his executioners, It is well. I fear not the fire that burns for a season, and after a while is quenched. Other accounts of this event have him saying, I don't fear this fire, but you are ignorant of the fire that burns for all eternity. Why do you delay? Come do your will. They arranged a great pile of wood and set up a pole in the middle. As they tied Polycarp to the pole, he prayed, I thank you that you have graciously thought me worthy of this day and of this hour, that I may receive a portion in the number of the martyrs in the cup of your Christ. After he prayed and gave thanks to God, they set the wood ablaze. A great wall of flame shot up to the sky, (laughs) but it never touched Polycarp. God set a hedge of protection between him and the fire. I love it when God does that. (laughs) Seeing that he would not burn, can you imagine? The executioner, in a furious rage, stabbed the old man with a long spear. Immediately streams of blood gushed from his body (laughs) and extinguished the fire. How about that? When this happened, witnesses said they saw a dove fly up from the smoke into heaven. At the very same moment, a church leader in Rome named Irenaeus said he heard God say to him, Polycarp is dead. God called his servant home. Can I just take a moment on this last word, home? This world is not our home. Our kingdom is not here. You'll forgive me. But Jesus said, If my kingdom were here, my disciples would fight, protest, rally, rise up. But my kingdom is not here. This is not our home, church. We have long overstayed our welcome in this world, not our home. And I wonder, Is not the clarion call to the church of Jesus Christ, would to God 
that we would have ears to hear what the Spirit is saying to the church today. It's almost like I can hear the Lord saying, do you you want to go home now? (laughs) Are you kidding me? I'm so ready. This brings me to what God has to say about all of this. And we need to look no further than to the Psalms. It's actually not really what God has to say about it, as much as it is that God laughs because of it. Listen to Psalm 2, beginning in verse 1. Why do the nations rage, and the people plot a vain thing? The kings of the earth set themselves, and the rulers take counsel together. (laughs) Effects added. Rulers take counsel together against the Lord, and against His anointed, saying, Let us break their bonds in pieces and cast away their cords from us. Let us close their churches, restrict their attendance. He, verse 4, who sits in the heavens shall laugh. The Lord shall hold them in derision. Psalm 59 beginning in verse 5. You therefore, O Lord God of hosts, the God of Israel, awake to punish all the nations. Do not be merciful to any wicked transgressors. Selah. At evening they return, they growl like a dog, and go all around the city, Indeed, they belch with their mouth. Swords are their lips, for they say, Who hears? But you, O Lord, shall laugh at them. You shall have all the nations in derision. And I love this, and you see it throughout the Psalms. The psalmist says, I will wait for you. It's kind of more like this, I can't wait until you owe you his strength, for God is my defense. Psalm 37, verses 12 and 13, the wicked plots against the just. Stop right there. There is an evil plot against God's people. Is that shocking to you? And you'll forgive my use of this word, but for lack of a better one, it's even now as we speak being executed on God's people. The wicked plots against the just and gnashes at him with his teeth. 
Verse 13, <laughs> the Lord's response, <laughs> the Lord laughs at him. You want to know why? We have the answer right here. For he sees that his day is coming. Oh, I'm good now. Dare I say that said day that's coming, it's not near, it's already here. Again, I'll bring it full circle. We have very little time to get Jesus to people and people to Jesus before it's too late. Because that day is coming and it's here. And this is why we do these weekly prophecy updates. It's why we always end with the gospel of Jesus Christ, salvation in the person of Jesus Christ. What is the gospel? The Apostle Paul to the Corinthian church, chapter 15, the first four verses says the gospel, the good news, which is what the word gospel means, is that Jesus Christ came and He died for you, for me. Because God so loved the world that He gave His only begotten Son to die for us, to save us, that whosoever would believe in Him would not perish in hell for all eternity, but would have everlasting life. He was crucified, He was buried, and He rose again on the third day. And the very first time the Apostle Paul writes about the gospel is to the church in Thessalonica, and he doesn't just stop at the resurrection. He says the gospel is that Jesus died, he was buried, he rose again on the third day, and he's coming back again one day, soon and very soon. You know, their day is coming. Hey, we have a day coming. And on that day, the trumpet's going to sound. And the dead in Christ are going to rise first. And we who are alive and remain will be caught up, raptured, to meet the Lord in the air. I want you to think about this for just a second, because Paul, after saying this, says to the Thessalonians, therefore encourage one another with these words, because they were really discouraged. All of those people, our loved ones, who died in Christ, they get their new bodies, the bodily resurrection first. And on this Mother's Day, I know that on that day I'm going to see my mommy again. I'm also going to see my daughter Noel again. I'm going to see all of those loved ones who died, because they're going to rise first. <laughs> on that day. I suppose it could be argued that we're going to laugh too, but in a different way. <laughs> oh, the joy. What are the ABCs of salvation? They're just a simple childlike explanation of salvation. The A is for admit or acknowledge that you're a sinner in need of the Savior. Romans 3.10 says, there is no one righteous, not even one. 
And Romans 3.23 tells us why. It's because all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. We've all been born sinners, which is why we must be born again, Jesus said, to enter the kingdom of heaven. Romans 6.23 says the wages of sin is death. This is the bad news first. It's the death penalty. You've been sentenced to death because of sin. That's the bad news. But here's the good news. The gift of God is eternal life in Christ Jesus our Lord. That's the A, here's the B. The B simply is for believe in your heart that Jesus Christ is Lord. Romans 10, 9 and 10 starts off by saying, if you believe in your heart that God raised Jesus from the dead, you will be saved. And then the C, lastly, is for call upon the name of the Lord. Or as Romans 10, 9 and 10 also says, if you confess with your mouth, Jesus is Lord. One, one moment, please. Interesting, yeah? Polycarp, all you got to do, man, just take a little pinch of this incense and say, Caesar is Lord. No. Jesus is Lord. Jesus is Lord. And believe in your heart that God raised Him from the dead, you will be saved. (laughs) For it is with your heart that you believe and are justified, and it is with your mouth that you confess and are saved. And lastly, (laughs) seals the deal, Romans 10, 13. All who call upon the name of the Lord will be saved. I implore you to call upon the name of the Lord. Today is the day of salvation. Do not put off the most important decision of your life for eternal life. Let's pray, if you would please join with me. Father in heaven, we're we're in awe of you. And we love you so much, and we thank you so much. Thank you for the gospel. Thank you for the gift of eternal life. Thank you for Jesus. Jesus, you're our only hope. There's no other way. You are the only way, the way, the truth, and the life. And there is no way to the Father except through you. So Lord, thank you. Thank you for the gift of eternal life, and for all of those that today will make this the day of their salvation. In Jesus' name. Amen and amen. The end of the world is going to happen, and it might be closer than we think. There's much happening in the world around us that ties into the predictions made in the Bible. 
With the number of events occurring, though, it can be difficult to keep up with it all. Pastor J.D. Farag has taken it upon himself to help us out with that. Each week, Pastor J.D. takes an in-depth look at what Scripture has to say about the end times and then pairs them with the current events of the week. These Mideast Prophecy Updates are available for free to you through our website, inspiritandtruthradio.com. You'll find them as well on our YouTube channel, and we update them each week to give you the latest information. These messages are useful to us to be able to keep Jesus' ultimate kingdom goal at the front of our minds. Jesus came to earth to offer love and forgiveness to each person. He completed his mission when he died on the cross for our sins and then defeated death by rising again. Jesus has charged each one of us who confess to follow him with a simple task. Go into the world and share the good news of his life. As the end draws even closer, we need to adopt a sense of urgency in getting the word out. We hope you will use these Mideast Bible prophecy updates to draw closer to Jesus, allowing Him to speak through you to the world around you. Once again, you'll find these prophecy updates by visiting InSpiritAndTruthRadio.com and clicking the link to our YouTube channel. Join us again for Truth from God's Word right here on In Spirit and Truth.